connection intention and certainly last but not least purpose right so always always we both had some uh both had a really good weekend in very different ways but uh i'll, I'll speak on mine a little bit first and gates you want to you can go through yours too i, I think uh people can certainly test that uh even though you're in practice you still have uh things that you're working on on the weekend that aren't necessarily in practice but they're you know still in some way shape or form benefiting your practice right? Um, yeah. And that's uh, something that I've always, that I've been really making intentions on doing recently is how is this helping me, my practice, or, you know, in some way, shape or form, my partner, right? Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't serve me to help me in that way, like I'm really trying to cut it out. And it's not from a place of arrogance or you know, that I don't care about certain things or people, but like, it just doesn't serve me. So like, uh, why, why spin my wheels in that place when I have so many other things that require so much energy. Right. So, um, this weekend I went back Friday for a philosophy event that, uh, Dr. Nathan Garowitz put on with Dr. Zach Thomas and Dr. Jim Deegan in Davenport with, uh, the MLS seminar being that weekend. So, a uh, lot of really, really awesome content and value just from that Friday philosophy talk alone. Doctor, I mean, just from the start, the, the whole premise of philosophy talk for like the first hour was more of like a free form open platform for whoever was in the audience to come up and talk um, and whatever their hearts or minds were leading them to talk about. So it was really organic and it was really it was really refreshing in a way to just see, you know, so many different people going through different things or their own, uh, on talking about their own journeys or even just, uh, something as relevant as a book that they read recently. So did you speak when you were there? Yeah, I did. I did talk a little bit. Yep. Um, I honestly didn't know what I was going to talk about when I got up there. It was just kind of something I'm like, uh, yeah. one thing that I, I can't remember his name, but he talked about it that like, I mean, to some sense, always about your comfort zone. So you got to put yourself out there because you know, that's what, especially in our day and age, people, you know, you can't just hide behind your, your logo. You can't hide behind your, uh, your posts, right? You got to kind of get yourself out there and let people know what you're about. So uh, that was an opportunity for me that I wanted to uh, put myself out there and uh, get myself outside of my comfort zone a little bit more than usual. So I got up there. Um, what I did initially talk about was I did talk about the biology belief because I know I've talked about on here some because I'm going through that book. So that's always on the top of mind for me. So Bruce Lipton's, he's a very, in my mind, he's like years ahead of the curb as far as like what traditional, I mean, he's been years ahead. He's been doing it since like the eighties. Right. So 
um, what I talked about a little bit was what was profound to me was the quantum side that he talks about. And he just glosses over the quantum physics of, of life and what people perceive and our perceptions are our beliefs. And when we're grounded in our perceptions and our beliefs in a positive way, it's so beneficial for us. Right. And the, the thing is, it's a flip side. It goes vice versa. Um, so what I talked about a little bit was, I've said it here too, is just the structure of what people traditionally, or more scientists he talks about, traditionally view as a linear perception of reality and what's possible with, uh, with that linear perception. So it talks about Newtonian physics versus, uh, I believe, Lamarck. Uh, I could be butchering that, and it might not be Lamarck, but that's what I think uh, from what I remember. And we talked about before, a linear vision of matter is that mat like atoms are solid molecules. Like if my cup is an atom, it's rock solid. There's, no, there's nothing there. It's just like that's what it is. But the more, uh, the further along we got with quantum physics, with Einstein and the perception of E equals MC squared with uh, mass and, and light and energy. Um, yeah. So the deeper we look into the, the actual structure buildup of an atom, you, we quickly realize that it, there's a lot less and a lot more to it than just being just this coffee cup or you know, this, this physical structure. So uh, with electrons and protons and neutrons, more so just electrons and their orbiting distance. A lot of people learn that in, uh, if you ever take physics, chemistry, or whatever, that's kind of what defines or makes it have its specific properties to that certain substance or that certain type of matter. Right. And a lot of people just like imagine that like, you know, the electrons are flying around in this circle, right? But it's really a lot more pervasive than just like imagining like a rotation, like a like a, in a circle or a loop. And the way he described it is uh, like you're looking at an atom. So like looking at this as the atom, the closer you get zoomed in on it, the fuzzier it gets. And it almost looks like a dust cloud. Yeah. And like the closer, like the closer you get to the surface of it, like if you get right up to the, the surface of it, you don't see anything at all because the electrons are, are moving in a way that um, it's almost like a wave. So they, they behave like matter in, in a way that they have density and they have mass, but they also behave like energy because they have properties like they have certain wavelengths and frequencies that they put out. So um, in, that, in that way, I talked about uh, how that's impacted me and how I view, you know, just my perceptions on not just, you know, my coffee cup, but uh, people that come into my practice and people that I serve and the, the, the ability for me to impact them in a positive way, because what he ultimately gets around to is these atoms and these frequencies are cohesive to everything else around them. And like, that's what manifests my coffee cup into being this physical structure of a coffee cup is, um, that's just like the organization of it, right? So in right. the human body, not just the atoms, but like to the cell structures, even bigger than that. I mean, you could just zoom all the way out and like we're one complete community. We're a community of cells, 
trillions, hundreds of trillions of cells, and even more than that, atoms that all have a, they're all linked. So there's not just like this cut and paste type, you know, border to every single thing. It, they all interact. They're all communicating to some level that, uh, so when I'm looking at people and when I'm serving people, I realize that like when I'm touching them or when I'm connecting with them, that that's something that even to the molecular level is a part of our design and that there is no, I mean, and talking about like the anatomy of of vertebra and and moving bones, right? It's two ounces, two ounces of a bone, right? A vertebra is like two ounces, right? So like super tiny and it doesn't take like a 300 pound bench press to to adjust somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's, really is about that connection and your attention and your purpose behind that adjustment and the perception that like this isn't like a hard like there's no hard people to adjust right like there's really like when you get down to it there's nothing really but air mostly and that's what uh most of our perceptible reality actually is is there's more space than anything so for me that's like a really big part of uh my mental visualization is that like people are mostly space um, and for me, that, that's a, that was like a pretty big step for me to take for a while. So mm-hmm. I did talk about that. Some, I, I talked about, um, you know, a lot of people are, they don't have love coming into their life. I mean, let alone the fact that they're not supposed to like look at somebody else's face or, uh, we talk about you and I, like on our voice message about you know, kids having to wear masks and like the development of understanding social cues with having masks on and like, um, not even just like physical touch aspect, but yeah, people literally don't get physical touch anymore. Um, they they might get it from, yeah, they're scared. Like literally they're, they're being programmed to be scared of physical touch. And, you know, if you're lucky enough, you have those close family members around you, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people right. don't get that. And I mean, even if you do, some people grow up where it's not like a part of their, their, uh, their family structure to really, I mean, that's not how they express love is their physical touch. Right. And like, that's such a inherent human, inherent human design to like crave, not just physical touch, but social interaction mm. or social beings, you know, like, that's that's uh, <clears throat> one of our highest forms of intelligence is our ability to be social in a way that <clears throat> we can, I mean, look at these, I mean, look at just everything around you, right? Like nobody designed that all by themselves. We're stronger together than apart. And yeah. that's something that's like so evident with, you know, the, the policies, the, politi- the politics behind everything right now is it's really dividing everybody and making people really reliant on, you know, big brother, the, the, the federal government to, to quote unquote, help them out. But really it's a stripping of people's rights and a stripping of uh, what, pe- what makes us human and what makes yeah. us love, you know, and really leaning into the negative versus the positive where the power of the mind is so strong in a way that like, I don't mean this in like a, it has like a negative connotation because it's been programmed this way through like science and stuff too with the 
quote-unquote placebo effect but like uh dr bruce lipton talks about it where like that should have been something that should have been like and it still isn't researched enough about the the power of the mind with placebo effect and why is that so powerful why like you're talking about cooking books on studies man like he like he even mentioned that like a lot of pharmaceutical companies they have a trial period to see who's susceptible to placebo effect so they can rule them out so they can get them out of the out of the test because uh to them more powerful yeah yeah and uh on the flip side though the nocebo effect mm. where people are being programmed to, that they're something wrong with them all the time or like that they, that germs make them sick or that physical touch with somebody's going to make them sick or putting them in a fearful state well you see that right now i mean like you talk about the the media and the pervasiveness of the own our own government saying if you don't do this, you'll basically die. Obey, right? Like, I wonder how much that had that nocebo effect on a mass scale, a, literally a worldwide scale to the death count. And yeah. that's, that's even let alone despite all the other stuff. And the more that information comes out, the more people learn about who's more susceptible and the, the more they picture themselves being susceptible, the more they become that. You know, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy for a lot of people. We're like, it's an identity that people will, I mean, people want to clutch onto things that, I mean, in a way it might, might give them some sympathy from people or from like social media that like, yeah. you know, I had, I had COVID or whatever. I mean, I'm not denying the fact that there is a virus, but I mean, we talk about Andy Frisella's episodes a lot because at the bottom line, I value anybody that keeps it a buck, keeps it real, keep, you know, tells the truth. And um, the truth is all in the eye of the beholder to some extent, but anybody that is going to talk about their truth with uh, the ability to keep it objective and like the, they're willing to admit when they're wrong. That's what I really value about him. And uh, one of the crazy things about the episode yesterday where you had that triple board certified neurologist on there yeah. was the fact that, I mean, this is all, this is all public knowledge from the CDC. And to some extent, the CDC is backed by people with a lot of money who have gained a lot of money from the, from the pandemic. Mm. But even they've released statistics on the flu this year. We're like, essentially people aren't dying from the flu this year. What? The same amount of people that died from the flu last year are dying from COVID this year, right? So that's just, just literally flopped to like a different name. So um, same same uh, amount of people dying from the same lack of health, but they called it something else. And it, like he talked about it, it, it was a political move for a lo- for a lot of different reasons. But um, that pub that's public knowledge that like. You know, it, it gets released, but it also, I mean, it's funny how the media plays into it where they'll release something else that happens to kind of like uh, dampen the effect of the information that people get distracted. Really yeah. distracted. You know, it's kind of like a sleight of hand, like a magician, right? Oh, it's all about that for them, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I've gone on pretty long with how my talk went this weekend. I definitely did not cover yeah. all that. Uh, it was good though, bro. Uh, that was what the... Yeah talk on Friday was all about was about that self-love right yeah and being able to love other people 
show yeah. people that uh, they might not be giving themselves that self-love, but that's something that we have the opportunity to help them with and to, to give. You can only give as much as you receive. Yeah. You're, you're allowing yourself to receive. So, right. um, and I think you're inside. To touch on that point, too, because they talked about this in the episode about how people – people who are faithful to like whatever CDC guidelines or anything like they were like, no, you must do this. Like, and then now they're kind of like, Oh, like, wait a second. Like, this is not adding up anymore. Like they kind of see it and they recognize it. And I think people are starting to do that. And they recognize that that self love or that lack of community has been gone for so long and we're seeing such adverse effects and it's only been a year. I like, mean, think about five years from now, the, those kids that get raised up and what that, their ideology will be like based around this year. Dude, the ideology, the, the isolation, man, I can't wait to touch on that a little bit more. I'm going through a chapter in the book again. I mean, or it's just funny how, I, you know, the universe presents itself in a way that it, it's what you need at that time to me. Yeah. I kind of perceive it sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. And, well, so in the book, uh, he literally, uh, Bruce Lipton talks about this multiple studies on social isolation. Um, Dude, it, that's the worst form of torture. Exactly. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously that's like been like the day one recommendation is social isolation. <laughs> what's, what's like the worst part about prison when somebody does something super horrible in prison, where do they put you? Solitary yeah, confinement. Right. Yeah. You're in solitary confinement where you don't get to see anybody. You're and in the then dark. You're crazy. So you never crazy. have any chance of coming out. Yep. <laughs> that, I mean, and the prison system has a billion <laughs> different types of problems with it but like that in itself is just like that is like their highest form of i mean it is i mean say what you want about it but i i i feel like people have a hard time telling me that 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 the prison system doesn't torture people and that's essentially one of their highest forms of torture is solitary confinement so well two two things with that the first one being like when we talk about prison systems or whatnot, and I'm not saying like, cause there's a lot of people out there that'll be like, well, they did the crime, like they deserve a punishment, which like, I'm not discounting that fact. But at the same time, cause I remember listening to a, the, some of the studies that were done. I can't remember this dude's last name. It's Audrey something, but he does this podcast and he had another guy on and I was talking about how they switched the prison food from like garbage food to a more like I'm pretty sure it was all organic like legit food like pretty solid food yeah and the amount of violent um complications I guess decreased by like half like just an incredible and that was the only thing that changed uh, I mean granted there maybe is more variables but it's interesting that that how that could and, you, and if you want to Put that on a broader scale, we talk about this, and I was going to shoot a video on it too, is just like the amount of difference that that food makes and what we have a lot of times within 
these inner cities that we have um, a lot more crime. We have food disparity, um, like these food deserts. And then on top of that, a lot of things don't, you know, the government subsidizes food that's garbage. So if we want to see true change with that, and if the government actually cared about our health, it would start there. Um, But then that second part of you talking about how social isolation And we know the opposite of that to be true because we talk about all like the preemies or, um, you know, just twins in general. If one is failing to survive in the beginning, what do they do? They put the the thriving one in the incubator with the one that's suffering. And that one, like, like no other external source or no other, like that one didn't get extra medication, like that they weren't already getting. It was merely just the presence of that person that other individual in there that made the difference in their in their internal environment their health environment to start thriving but like you said that isolation i mean no we're gonna have way worse health complications after this there definitely will be and i mean i think to some extent there it'll kind of show the people that didn't do that right i mean it'll show the opposite effects for people who really made efforts to be social and not isolate themselves and to actually take measures to be healthy, to practice healthy habits. Yeah. I I read something that, uh, I mean, I'm a a sucker for memes. I'm a sucker for uh, anything that uh, (coughs) catches my, uh, my, my proverbial eye, right? My, my third eye, but. uh, (laughs) Not the third leg. Yeah, right. <laughs> the the meme was if if your concept of health and if you like you taking medicine makes you believe that you're healthy, that's similar to somebody taking out a loan and perceiving themselves as rich or wealthy. So by taking medication or if you perceive that you take you by you taking medicine that making you healthy. I'd be similar to somebody taking out a bank loan and perceiving themselves as being rich. Um, did you hear me or that? Yeah, you cut out there Damn. for a second. All right. My, my internet connection is like going in and out. So try one more time. So <laughs> if you perceive that taking medicine makes you healthy, that's similar to somebody taking out a bank loan and perceiving mm. themselves as wealthy. Right. Yep. And in the, in the almost very, uh, it's almost a perfect analogy to where like, you got to pay that, that, that for every dollar you take out, you got to pay back $2. We students know them loans, man. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, oh, we know them well. You know them well. But you know, your health is, I mean, the, the term health is wealth, it applies, right? Mm-hmm. And you just keep uh, running up that bill with your health and just keep pushing off that, uh, that bill that you got to pay or that you got to start uh, chipping away at sooner or later, the, the debt collectors come knocking. Right. And if yeah. you're, if you're in debt with your health, there's only one way out. And that's to start uh, taking steps to actually, uh, pay the bill. Yep. Pay the fee. Yep. And think- rents due every day. Right. Like that's uh that's another saying that, uh, in the weightlifting community, that's definitely very true. 
And I think in the health community, that's true. Rents do every day, right? You gotta, you gotta pay, pay rent. One thing that I love about um, Palmer's law of life, he touches on this fact of we're either moving closer to life or closer to death. Yep. Um, so, and you can be kind of like as nitty gritty as you want to be with that, right? Like you can be like, okay, um, am I going to drink this water right now and go closer to life? Or am I going to drink this soda that closer to death? Or, um, I mean, even, even the sense of like, I like to eat like alcohol for an instance, like sometimes we make that decision. Like, uh, I know the repercussions, but I'm going to move closer to death in this scenario. You know what I mean? But like, um, so it's that it's that factor of like, okay, you are responsible for your health and you have to take that into account. But I mean, you touched on it earlier about governmental um, reliance. Yeah. Like the government can't make you more healthy, you know, like. They honestly don't care. They obviously, they honestly don't care, but like they can't give you anything to make you more healthy. Like you people want this vaccine to be their health savior or even just like anything to be their health savior that's subsidized by a governmental agency will never ever make you healthy nope because they will never get it they're never going to put like chiropractic at the top of that list free chiro care for everybody that'd be awesome but they'll never do it no and uh i mean that not unless one of us become president (laughs) there's a thought if anybody in the you can write me in for your vote. You know, I'd serve. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not excited to do it, but, you know, I'd, I'd answer the call. Hey, could we do a, double, a duo presidency? Is that a thing? Yeah, man. Uh, you can run. I'll be VP. Well, I don't want to be president. That's the hard work, man. I want the VP. Somebody's got to be it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, get back around. The art dealer presidential campaign, man. 2024. Actually, have you started watching Young Rock? Have you seen No, I haven't. I remember you talking about it. It's pretty funny. Because he's like, he's on his like campaign trail to become president. Oh, okay. Um, Which is funny. Older or young version? Huh? Older version or young version? Older. Like it's set in the year 2034 or something like that. Dude, I swear... I've heard that he's actually like gonna try and run. No, he, and that's why it's funny because like he's like been asked before if he ever would or like contemplated it. And he's yeah. not said no. Like he's like, yeah, think about it. So it's funny that he made this show. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of happening. But, um, yeah. It'll be interesting the policies that, because like a p- politician it ebbs and flows, right? Like, we get one extreme to the next and it's kind of like been like super extreme, super extreme, super extreme. And I don't know where the balance comes, but yeah, I don't know. But I, I want to know. My opinion, uh, you know, stress the my opinion part of it. But um, more recently, I think that the polarizing has been like, I mean, like it almost seems like it's oh. getting worse, right? Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, and they touched on that in the episode too. It, for those who don't know, it's episode one hundred two of um, Real AF with Andy Frisella. Um, 
definitely go and listen to it because the level of retirement makes more sense. But um, and if you don't listen to Andy Frisella in general, like you got to start. No, Especially if you're a business owner, go back and listen to his MFCO project stuff. Huh? Oh, so don't be scared. So he'll, he'll be on here. No, I'm just saying. Uh, some people are scared. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, because it takes discipline and it takes hard work. But I mean, shoot. Well, uh, I don't even remember what my point was, but I don't know. There was a part of it. oh, because because we tend to polarize different aspects instead of like recognizing like you know there's a lot of middle ground to be had and the more we polarize the more we divide and the more we divide the less we get to actual solutions to where we want to be totally one of my biggest pet peeves is like okay i hate when people complain like i really do and i know that's kind of ironic because i'm complaining about people complaining but I'm a very like solution oriented person. So I always like want to follow up like, hey, if we are going to complain about something, then we have to, I, I talk to Chantel about this all the time, then we have to provide some sort of solution or some sort of like change that we want to be made. And I think when we talk about this polarization and talk about how people can, they get so frustrated with people that don't wear masks or we're you know frustrated with people that do wear masks and like, but the more we get out there and the more we realize like, hey, we're not all like crazy, the more I think we'll get back to a, an America or a world that we actually like love to be a part of. And not one today where we're like, dude, people are losing their minds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they touched on an episode. A lot of people, data is hard to get into when you don't have even like a inquisitive mind and not everybody does and that's fine like yeah. so a lot of people rely on the uh i mean the, the the authority of their public represent their public representatives the public officials to have a they're supposed ethical, to have their back well i mean the to be ethical in what they're giving yeah. as far as information and it's a really tough pill to swallow when you've been relying on these people to give you ethical inf- information about what's best for you and to find out that it, they've been lying and like they've been taking yeah. advantage of your trust. And I think that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't want to accept that truth. Right. And in a way, I think that's, and, and I, I think that the authorities, uh, they know that. So rather yeah. than admitting that, they were wrong or deceitful with their their policies or whatever their you know mm. the information that they released they almost kind of like double down and say oh yeah the people that are telling you that no they're they're conspiracy theorists they're they're yeah. they want they want to kill old people you know they really want to polarize the people you know what i mean like they don't care yeah. about your health you know dude if anything, we care so, so much more about your health and you as a human being and your children and like the future generations of people in society than they ever will. We want there to be ethical background for it. One, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that it's funny because you talk about those policies and, and like if, if tomorrow that some politician, I don't really care who it was, was, was going to be like, 
yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done a mask mandate. I should have never agreed to this two-week lockdown, or I should have never agreed to not keep children in school. But they'll never have that apology. Like, that'll never come. No. Um, but what's funny is, like, you see these different states like Texas or – what is it, Missouri, who just ended their mask mandate and people are like applauding. I think it was Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Okay. And people are applauding, which is like, even I applauded. I was like, okay, good for you guys. Like you guys are taking a stand and recognizing like, hey, it's been a year. It's time. Yeah. Um, but then I saw a post the other day. I don't remember who it was. And they equated to like, having the mask mandate and then now it's lifted to like thanking your abuser for stop beating you. Right. And that concept kind of blew my mind. Cause I was like, yo, that's kind of true because like we did get rights taken away, violated and abused. So why should I think a governmental policy who really does not care about the health? It's just like, Oh, well now we'll stand up because it's, Convenient time. Uh, yeah, convenient. Yeah. And then, whereas, like, you look at governors like the Florida governor who, like, never really had one. Yep. Their numbers are just as the same, if not better, than majority of the states who are ridiculous, including yep. Michigan. And yeah. I don't know. It's just like, dude, it is so funny how, and I, you know, call me conspiracy theorist. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. Dude. The, the fact that it's based on cases is just ridiculous, right? Yeah, they switched it up because they, they knew it didn't have any validity. Yeah, and, like, that's and the... I mentioned they talk about the PCR testing in that, too. Exactly. So, like, oh, man, there's so many things wrong with it, just, like, from the core of it all that uh, really make it tough. So, yeah, the fact that they, you know, that Florida's had the lowest amount of cases, yeah, like, that is cool. But the same vein, like, cases doesn't even really mean all that much either like it'd be one instance if they were going off of death counts or whatever and you know to me that's just something that's from the beginning has been uh, that's just something that's really bugged me I mean they talked about it yesterday I know we keep going back to the episode but I think that's a it's an important episode because you know they had a triple board certified neurologist as somebody that is from the top down talking about his view on not just pass mandates or the vaccine, but literally the, the manipulation of the data and the manipulation of the data from the start was um, broadcast all over every news outlet. I think CNN had case counts, like a, like a running counter on their, you know, next to the, like the logo on the bottom, right. It was like case counts, like just kept going up. And like, that's just like such a mental, excuse my French mind fuck for people to like, just be watching that. Like, they're like, Oh my God, like, you know, that's just really like up in minds about this, this pandemic, this disease that's just out there and just like, yeah. oh, when am I going to, you know, I could be next type mentality. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's so manipulative because cases don't mean anything. No. Especially when the PCR test literally, you, I mean, you don't even have to have symptoms. You can be asymptomatic and get a PCR test and be positive. Like, doesn't, it literally has no... No, the cycles they were running it on, too, were ones that were, you're going to find something regardless. Right. And, uh, 
you know, you get into the hospital aspect of it, hospitals, you know, we found, I mean, this has been out for a while, but hospitals get 20 to $30,000 per bed for somebody with COVID or suspected COVID. Dude, that, that blew my mind. Yeah. And I haven't, okay, full disclosure, like I haven't done my own research on that, but if it were to be true, and I'm not the first time I've heard that, if, if someone listening to this does not believe that the hospital would do that, then you don't know how these hospitals run. Bro, they're I mean, owned by Big Pharma. They are a business. And the people that run them, run them like a business because people will get turned away for certain things if they do not have things to cover their pay. For sure. Now, not every doctor is like that. I, w- I guarantee you the doctors are probably, some of them are more ethical. But at the end of the day, if they are running it like a business and a majority of them are, they will take that all day. Yeah. I mean, think how much profit that is per case, per bed. How much you would make? I mean. Suspected COVID, right? Suspected. I mean, the, the, I, I'm sure everybody's seen it. Like the, the symptoms are everything under the sun, right? So you could chalk, up, the you could chalk up everybody in every damn near every unit of a hospital to COVID if you wanted to suspected COVID. You know what I mean? Oh, this person had literally this symptom. Oh yeah. That could be COVID. You know what I mean? Better run a PCR test. That's real nonspecific and that'll pretty much cover our grounds. Get us another 30 K. You know, you had people dying in car accidents that got labeled COVID deaths. It's just like, and if you think about the, the disparity of if people are staying at home, there, there's going to be less accidents or less whatever you name it for the most part. Um, and so you might have to cover your butt on some of that stuff. Honestly, for sure. They might have. But one thing that um, when you were talking earlier, it reminded me of something because each and every single one of us, we have our, we have our priorities in life and we also have like our opinions and how we, how we view how we want our life to be. Right. And one thing that we have been talking about recently within the wellness way is talking about how like, okay, our, the quality of life is determined by the questions you ask yourself. And three of them, It says, what am I doing to develop myself? What am I doing to develop my family? What am I doing to develop the people around me? And like, imagine where we would be at if we had asked those questions at the beginning. Yeah. Or even, you know, I don't know, man. Just like, we're still a year in and people are still crazy. (laughs) Like, we just passed up the two-week curve start, right? Like, I think it was yesterday or the day before that, maybe. 54 weeks in. Right? Um, it's tough to know. see. I mean, especially, it, you know, I, don't, I could care less, really, to be quite honest. If people, you know, I, I say this with the uh, intention that, like, I firmly believe that your health is your own priority. And it, it is your responsibility. I, I know that people are there that some, some people need help and I definitely think those people should seek help for becoming healthy and help having people uh, lead them on a path to a healthier life. But 
if you want to wear a mask and that makes you feel safer, go right ahead. But yeah. for me to get berated or whatever for not wanting to wear a mask that literally has no, you know, no, no scientific validation on the effectiveness of just preventing quote unquote the COVID virus, dude, like that, that part in general to me is just almost what pisses me off most that uh, yeah. people are being socially ostracized for making their own decisions with their own freedoms on their own health. Did you see that lady that got beat up in Bath and Body Works or something? I like heard that? about it. And oh, dude, it was insane. Dude, it was it was ugly to watch, man. Like, I mean, I don't know what transpired before that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. But if but if it is what it appears to be, like that's it's messed up. It's disgusting, and in it's a way, disgusting. it comes from programming people to be so afraid that these masks are are saving us from getting these germs that make us sick. And, and it goes back to the concept that germs make you sick. And dude, that's been proven wrong from forever ago. Like that was a, that was a theory back in, that was proven wrong back in like 1700s that germs make you sick. If your doctor still believes in the germ theory, then you need to get another doctor. <laughs> you need to report your doctor is what you need to do. That guy, that guy or woman should not be telling people health advice. Yeah. Well, I said this at the beginning too, dude, when all this mask stuff started coming out. Masks, they present a false sense of security too. And they touched on this in the episode because what are people doing that have these masks? They don't, that's about it. Cause they're still touching stuff. They're still like, I mean, you see it at the gas station or whatever all the time. If you go up, um, they'll touch your drink, but they'll have the plexiglass or the, the plastic or the credit card machine, like stupid. Like you physically touched my, if, if it is as bad as they say it is, we should not be allowed to touch anything. I mean, it's just literally impossible to, to operate that way. And like, it would be impossible if that was truly how germs worked. If it was, yeah, exactly. People believe that everything's sterile and is dude, I mean, sterile is such a, it, it, a, like that is not how it is. The exact opposite. Germs are everywhere. And like germs are more times than not beneficial for our body. I mean, we literally yeah. have our own germs that proliferate health within us. They cultivate health. Talk about cultivating yeah. a gut microbiome, right? Yeah. Probiotics. Those are gut bacteria, things that build your gut bacteria because they are they thrive in a community of diversity they they thrive in diversity but then also too when how many people do you know in the past year or two years have been to the ocean hmm a good amount i would say i'd say a good amount a good amount in i guess what's a good amount trillions upon trillions of bacteria viruses i mean fish poop like stuff in inside of the the ocean and yet anybody who is scared of covid you would ask them if they would go to the beach in florida and swim but if, if they were isolated they would do it yeah and yet they would be coming into literal contact with trillions of viruses 
and you're they they've been doing more studies now too not even just on the microbiome but the virome so like the viruses that live inside of your body as a whole as well not just bacteria i'm pretty sure it's more than the bacteria in your body that's amazing bro i never knew that i'm i'm almost positive i mean don't quote me on it but i'm i'm pretty sure that there's more viruses than the actual bacteria within our body but wow which is astounding. And it, 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 I mean, when you get, and I told you this too, people are going to be sick around the end of this because we've been spraying down, sanitizing. Oh my gosh, dude. There was this lady at my mom's work who was literally wiping herself with Lysol. Oh. Like, talk about, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know. Not only is that toxicity for your body, what do we have? Thoughts, traumas, toxins, toxicity right in your body, but you are literally actively killing bacteria on, on you. And you mentioned the bacteria. They talked about this in the episode. Dude, you have literal um, uh, strep on you right now. But what, what, keeps, what keeps your body right now, or E. coli, whatever, all these bacteria that have been um, – that do produce sickness, but why How don't they overrun the body? It's because your immune system does what it's supposed to. Yep. But then these people are freaking Lysoling their bodies, man. Like, That's crazy, dude. Um, iatrogenesis, is that the, the transference of like, like through our skin? I, I might be dead wrong. Iatrogenesis. Um, I think that's that. like, I think that's similar to like, cause you know, our skin can, can, uh, obviously excrete it's a big part of our detoxification process sweating whatever but i also think that goes the other way too where you know whatever you apply to your skin things that you put on your skin can be absorbed by your skin um i'd be wrong i feel like it's iatrogenesis so iatrogenesis is the causation of disease a harmful complication or other ill effect by any medical activity, including diagnosis, intervention, error, or negligence. Sweet. So dead wrong on the verbiage or on the on, <laughs> on all still that. really good. <laughs> that is a good word. Iatrogenesis. Um, hmm. I'll have to think about that. But there is something. There is a word. You know, to it still applies to what you're talking about because what did they tell people to do for months? Sanitize. Wipe down everything. Mm-hmm. All this stuff, what is that going to produce? An environment that's not equivalent to health. So you could argue that it, or, or an environment that does not support your immune system properly, you could argue that that could be a causation of the disease that people are gonna be, or a harmful complication that people are gonna start experiencing. It's just like, it's just like antibiotics. That's an iatrogenic effect. If you are rounds and rounds of antibiotics, then you have a harmful complication down the line because you killed everything. It's the same concept. So you could argue that that's still taking place. For I sure. would have. I mean, no, definitely. That's like, that like goes hand in hand with logic, right? So, yeah. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to like speak on before we wrap it up, um, because this is something that like we talked about over our, the voice messages, just like uh, listening to your, I mean, being authentic with, with your, with your word and your voice. I mean, so one of the four agreements by Don Miguel Louise is being impeccable with your word, right? And yeah. as chiropractors or somebody who values health, um, 
you know, going against what your internal belief system is, that, that's, it's hard. That, that's stuff that can really eat away at you. So um, with the mask stuff, I mean, moving forward, we talked about it. Um, I mean, you, you talked about it too. You hit on it where, you know, if you're going into a store and like, you're going to be berated or whatever for not wearing a mask, like when there's no structural ground for them to stand on, on like the validity of them. And I know that people are scared and they've been, you know, like we talked about before, they've been uh, misled, but like, um, it's my freedom to really understand a lot better than most people do on, on health. And, um, well, then you get an opportunity to educate as well. Yes. For you know sure. What I mean, like if somebody does come at you, if they are one that's willing to listen, you can talk to them about it and be like, Hey, I'm a doctor. I can read data. <laughs> for sure. So I guess, uh, I don't know. I'm not telling you not to wear a mask, but uh, if it goes against your internal belief system to wear that mask, it's your right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. People are so scared of, of uh, confrontation or uh, going against authority. But to be quite honest, in the last year, authority hasn't uh, had our best interest in mind, not even close. So, in fact, it's true. You got to do what's, like you said, those three things, right? What's best for you? your family and, and those around you, those around you. So um, what are you doing? What yeah. What are you doing to develop? I mean, in the past year, nobody's been doing anything to develop any of that yeah. on the grand scheme, you know? So, I mean, yeah, there's just this, this, um, this concept of, I think people, you know, I don't know if they need permission, but like, you don't need permission to be healthy. Oh. Like you, you, you have it inbred in every one of us. You don't need permission to go out into the sunshine. You don't need permission to have a social, a healthy social life that consists of human contact. I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, man, but like, they closed. The frustration is real, dude. Like the frustration is real, you know? Yeah. For real. Um, yeah. You don't need permission. You don't need permission to, to exercise your, your fundamental rights. Is, I mean, in our, in our, where we live as an American, I mean, um, those are rights that people fought and died for all the time, all day, every day. Right. Yeah. And, uh, in a way that those, those have been uh, shit on. And not just as this last year, but the, like, um, I'd argue it's been going on for quite some time. And it's almost kind of come yeah. to this point where this kind of came to a head. It's a slow drip. Yeah. Um, slowly stripping away what people are tolerating and like, you know, how far will you be pushed till, you know, you say enough's enough. So, um, like I said, man, it's all within your own uh, internal belief system. Um, and do it, do everything out of love, man. I mean, it's nothing that I'm trying to go out there and, uh, incite anybody to to be angry or to fight somebody but it is something that um it's a place that i really do care about other people and those around me that i want to i want to do what's best not for just me my family but for them and their family and our future families because it isn't just me and my family in the future it's everybody so um we can't we can't go forward alone right we need to do it together so um, 
want to I want to end off on something real quick yeah, before I please. Out. something that you touched on at the very very beginning just that connection aspect um, and in terms of an adjustment or in terms of any type of interaction we have and you were talking about the the quantum aspect of it like that connection aspect is so cool to know that your physical atom presence has the the ability to interact and react with someone else's physical atom presence and the more you do that the more connection you have through that the more love you entertain through that the more intention and purpose you have every single day you wake up the more we're going to be able to thrive not just survive but thrive as a society and as a as a as a as a unit who if we're a community we all should want each other's backs we all should want each other to have um to have rights even if you disagree even if you don't you know don't want this or don't want that like to have a survival as a survival mind to thrive you know and that connection is so important and i like how you touched on that earlier too because as chiropractor it was like the thought of the adjustment and how you can, I don't know, this was just like the mental imagery that came into my mind was like your hand and the quantum physics atom presence that to pervade almost like that skin to pervade that muscle layer and even the bone and go right into the nervous system. Yeah. The ability of those atom pre- to theoretically do that, like kind of blew my mind. So. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, dude, 100%. I always think about what uh, that story with the monkey told me about in Tibet, right? With his hand on the wall. Dude, that was wild, man. But to me, that's quantum. So, um, we are going to go there. We are going to go. I got wow. I gotta split, but uh, if anybody, any good fighters listening, man, share with us your good fights. You know, we'd love to hear them. Um, yes, once sir. Again, always uh, give us a shout out if you guys have anything you want to talk to us about on our Instagrams or whatever you like. I mean, we're always here to talk and, uh, you know, start a conversation. So DC nasty and Gates mayor DC follow us. Shout us out. We'll catch y'all later. Good fighters. Choose your destiny.